0: I'm actually making tea right now for myself. So grab a tea, grab a coffee, do what you gotta do, and let's chat. Hello, hello, hola, and what's up? Welcome and welcome back to the Hope Chase podcast. I am Angie, and I am your host. Thank you so much for listening. This is episode 35. So grab a coffee, a tea, a snack, and turn your volume up. Because for the next half an hour or so, I'm going to be talking about codependency, codependent relationships in addiction, codependency in recovery, codependency just in general, and why I think it is impossible for you to get to where you want to be in life if you are in a codependent relationship. I'm going to share my own personal experiences and we're going to get into all of it. If this is the first episode of the Hope Chase podcast you are listening to, hello and welcome. Who the hell am I? I'm Angie, and I was a heroin addict for almost 20 years of my life, age 23 to 40, and I got myself into some shit. (laughs) I've been homeless, in and out of jails, hospitals, institutions, detoxes, overdoses. And in January 2023, I started this podcast, and we talk all about addiction, recovery, and healing. So thank you so much for joining the Hope Chase today. Before we get into it, I'd like to remind you to please leave a rating and a review for the Hope Chase podcast from whatever platform you are listening from. It really does help the Hope Chase get noticed by the bigger platforms out there. Okay, that's it. Let's get into it. Is there anyone in your life that you think you cannot live without. And I'm not talking about like a nice gesture, like, oh, I can't live without you. (laughs) I'm talking about you literally cannot fathom your life without this person. Whether it be a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a mom, a dad, a parent, a family member, a child, anything. A person you honestly don't think you could live without. Well, if the answer is yes, congratulations, you are in a codependent relationship. When we think about codependent relationships, a lot of times we assume it's a completely dysfunctional dynamic. We assume that it's complete chaos, right? But we forget sometimes that codependency in and of itself is dysfunctional. And that a lot of times that codependency continues into recovery and can so greatly impact the progress and impede any progress that you make in your own recovery and healing journey. Sometimes we don't even know if we're in a codependent relationship. Sometimes it's incredibly obvious to the people around us that we're in codependent relationships and we in the meantime have no idea. Sometimes we know full well it's a codependent relationship and it's dysfunctional but we're too scared to separate. We're too scared to break that tie completely. So instead we make excuses and justify all the reasons as to why we should stay in that relationship. But what we're really doing is just hurting ourselves. That person is the only one who truly understands me. We've been to hell and back together. That person is the only one who really gets me and understands where I come from. I can't leave that person. I could never live without their support. I could never live without that person in my life. Those may be some excuses you tell yourself. And I'm here to tell you, it's all bullshit. Obviously, you don't have to suffer from addiction or be in recovery to have a codependent relationship. But for the purpose of this episode, I'm gonna share with you my own experiences with codependency how so dysfunctional it was for so fucking long. And I'm going to tell you why I think exactly it is impossible for you to heal, for you to grow, for you to actually recover if you're in a codependent relationship. By definition, it's pretty simple. Codependency is simply one person depending on another person. But in my experience, codependency is when two people depend on each other in order to cover up, in order to blanket some sort of underlying fear. Now, I talk a lot about loving my aloneness and how I truly embrace being alone all the time, how it's just me and my perfect puppy child all the time, and I'm always alone, I don't have any friends, and I talk a lot about it. And I think the reason why I talk a lot about it (laughs) is because I spent so many years in a codependent relationship, about 15 years, thinking that I could not survive, I could not live without another person. I was terrified of being alone. Basically, the entirety of my using, the entirety of my addiction, was spent in a very dysfunctional relationship. On and off, here and there, together, not together. And in the beginning, I kinda didn't know how dysfunctional it was, and then I started to become aware, and then I started to realize, okay, I am codependent on this person, And then what happens a lot of times is we do become aware at some point that we are in a codependent relationship but still we will continue to make excuses and justify sticking around because it's a hell of a lot easier than dealing with the fear or whatever it is that you're trying to cover up with that relationship i mean we did everything together we lived together we got high together we got arrested together We went to jail together. We were like the Bonnie and Clyde of junkies, right? And in the beginning, I remember thinking, I knew it was dysfunctional. I mean, we were getting high together. Any relationship where you're getting high together, you know that it's incredibly dysfunctional. And I remember thinking that I needed this person because I couldn't quote unquote be the junkie that I wanted to be without this person. He had the connections. He was the one hustling for the money. So my solution to that was to do it all myself and to get my own connections, get the connections, start hustling on my own. And then as the years would go by and things started to evolve and we continued to get high, started getting arrested together, it became more of a misery loves company. Because after I was able to quote-unquote support my own habit, it became more about quote-unquote companionship, right? Just having someone there. Because let's be honest, it's a hell of a lot easier to continue to fuck your life up <laughs> when you have someone sitting next to you doing the exact same thing. Now, I'm using the word dysfunctional and codependent interchangeably. When I say dysfunctional, I'm truly meaning codependent, but they really one and the same. And this isn't to say that it wasn't a good relationship. I mean, we were together for a long, long time. I talked about this once before, how I truly think that I started using drugs and I started my addiction because I was lonely. And so at the time, I had no idea what I was doing, right? This is all coming now, looking back on it. So it felt good at the time. I really had no idea. Like I always say, I didn't know what I didn't know. It doesn't have to be complete chaos either. It doesn't have to be so visibly dysfunctional like it was in my case. It could be from the outside, it could look very comfortable. It could look like a good relationship, even from the inside. From the inside, it could feel like you're in a supportive relationship. And the funny thing is, is that everyone thought that he was the bad influence on me. But the truth of the matter is... (laughs) that I was the bad influence on him because I was the one that refused to go sick. I was the one who would do anything to cop. I was the one that would completely break down if for a second I thought that we weren't gonna be able to cop for that day. I was the one that would truly push each and every day to not stop until there was dope in my hand. So looking back, I honestly think that he probably would have gotten his shit together a hell of a lot sooner if it weren't for me, because he was just kind of along for the ride. The point is, is that we went through hell together. And that was one of the reasons why I felt it was so important to keep this relationship in my life. I felt like I could not live without this person, literally, because we were going through so much together. Because it was us against the world type of thing. But in reality, it was complete chaos. Anyone with two working eyeballs could see how completely destructive we were for each other. And in reality, we knew for ourselves, but it was acting as a blanket. That relationship was acting as a comfort blanket over my fear of being alone. And the fact was that putting up with all that shit and the chaos and the dysfunction felt a lot easier than facing my fear. When we are in these codependent relationships, oftentimes we will allow complete bullshit behavior. We will excuse a lot of shitty things that the other person does. And myself, I'm not excluded from this. I'm not saying that either one of us are bad people. I am taking full responsibility here. I was just as guilty of participating in the codependency as anybody else. But the whole point of keeping a codependent relationship becomes all about covering that fear. As long as the relationship is there, then you don't have to face it, right? And over the years, I really didn't care what the relationship looked like as long as it was there. I allowed cheating. I allowed stealing. I allowed so much bullshit within that relationship, all simply because I didn't want to be alone. I thought that putting up with that was a lot easier. I thought that was the easy way out. And this is what happens. We don't care what the relationship looks like as long as we don't have to face that fear. At the time, I'm not saying love doesn't exist. I truly loved this person. I would have died for this person. I supported this person. I thought it was truly a supportive relationship when in reality, we could barely support ourselves, never mind care for somebody else. And this is true for pretty much all codependent relationships. It's not so much about the other person, and it's more so to do with. What's going on in yourself? And we use that relationship as a way to avoid looking at ourselves. That relationship I had was so codependent that one of the times that we got arrested, the courts tried to make it a probation stipulation of ours to stay away from each other. And we knew... Well, I knew that that was impossible and I was not going to be able to follow through with that stipulation. It was just a setup. So I absolutely said no. I would have rather done a million more stipulations, even gone to jail, than agree to staying away from this person. There were a lot more times where he was in programs or in treatment trying to get his shit together and I was still out on the street getting high. That happened way more often than it was me in a program. I really did think that it was possible to get clean together, to get your shit together while you're together. And we both kind of rode this journey, kind of just rode the bus of this dysfunctional relationship (laughs) together for so fucking long that we didn't know anything else. And that's what happens, right? That fear of being alone becomes the fear of losing that other person because at some point that other person becomes all that you know. The codependency becomes so strong where you literally cannot picture your life, do not think that you'd be able to live or survive without the other person. And it wasn't until I started to actually see a future for myself, a future without using dope. It wasn't until I started to realize that it might actually be possible to live without getting high every day. And I started to realize that I wanted other things for myself. At first, I still had that fear of doing it alone, but at the same time, I wanted to start making my own decisions. I wanted to start like branching away. I wanted to start doing my own thing. And I remember thinking, oh, well shit, like am I gonna have to just live with this dysfunction for the rest of my life? Am I gonna have to just ride this bus of codependency forever and ever and ever until it finally just crashes or falls off a cliff? I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to handle it. And this is where the codependency gets even more dysfunctional, because when you try to start making your own decisions, when we try to start branching away and doing our own thing, that's when the codependency really starts to show itself. And this is why I say that couples who get high together, couples who have been through that kind of journey of addiction, some sort of trauma, couples that have been through shit together. It's simply impossible for you to get clean together, get sober together, recover together, heal together. When I hear about couples saying that they're doing that or quote unquote have successfully done that, I'm always kind of like, Yeah, I don't know. I question it because I know how difficult it is from someone who's been on both sides. I've been in the codependency and now I'm on the other side and I'm completely independent. From my experience, I just don't see it possible to grow with somebody. You cannot grow with somebody. And there is no end point to growing. There is no end point to recovery. There's no Point in your life where you consider yourself to be fully recovered. But when you do these things with somebody who is so intertwined with your past, I really just don't see it being possible. It's impossible to erase the past that you have with somebody, right? Even if you separate and do your own healing and your own work, you're never fully healed. You're never fully recovered. You're going to keep growing or you're gonna have to keep growing right and i feel like as soon as you reconnect with that person it's going to just stunt the continued growth or continued healing continued recovering that is left to do if that makes sense (laughs) and if you're sitting there thinking but wait and i know a couple who have been through shit together they got clean together and they're doing great Or I myself, I'm in a relationship and and we're doing good and we're supportive of each other no matter how much we change. I would question that because if you truly are doing the work, what happens most of the time is that you come out on the other side a completely different person. Your beliefs change. What you're attracted to changes. So it makes sense that people who are on these journeys leave some friends behind, create new friend groups find new, completely different people to surround themselves with because they're changing. They're completely different people today. So what happens when you're in a relationship, but if that other person continues to have that old version of you in their brain, because that's the person that they met, that's the person that they know, it's incredibly difficult to view someone in a different light, right? Think about the people that you know, that have changed, that have gotten clean, gotten sober, that you knew from before compared to how they are today. Isn't it difficult? Now, I'm not saying it's good or bad, but it's difficult to look at them as a completely different person. It's difficult and impossible to actually erase how you knew them or who you met in the beginning. Now don't come at me with examples of couples that are doing it and are successful in doing what I'm saying is impossible to do. There are exceptions to every rule, okay? So don't come at me (laughs) with examples. When I finally started to kind of make my own plans and see my future without being in that relationship, that's when the codependency started to get incredibly loud. It was so difficult for me to separate myself. It was so difficult. I can't even put it into words. If you're in a codependent relationship, you and that other person are going to always be at different points of your journey. If there's one thing you can depend on is that you're always going to be in different places and growth and healing. It's not linear. It's up and it's down. And one day you might be up and he might be down or she or whatever. I'm not talking about genders here. What I'm saying is, so trying to navigate a recovery journey, trying to navigate healing on your own is difficult. Never mind adding someone else's journey on top of yours. In my opinion, it's impossible to do together. And you know what? At the end of my chaos and at the end of that kind of relationship, when we were so intertwined, I was going through some really, really deep trauma. I lost both of my parents. And that person was, in fact, the only person that I even had in the entire world. Like I said, I didn't have any friends. I, at that point, had no family left. And so I use that as a huge reason as to why I needed that relationship in my life. But the reality is, is that if that relationship is as important, if it's as strong as you really think it is, that it's going to continue even after you separate from each other. And you would think that if that relationship is as important and is as strong as you think it is, then you're going to want the best for each other. You're going to want to see that other person thrive. You're going to want to see that other person get everything they want out of life, right? But guess what? Usually in codependent relationships, that's not the case, is it? It's incredibly intertwined in a way that is just delusional. And a lot of times, When someone, because it's going to happen, one person is going to eventually want to separate from that relationship. When that starts to happen, a lot of times chaos ensues. And that's really when the codependency and the dysfunction rears its ugly head and you realize just how deep the dysfunction really goes. (laughs) I had been trying so long to avoid that fear of being alone, that when it finally came to the end and I was finally faced with that fear, I realized that I had already been doing it. I had already been living and surviving on my own. And that fear that I had was all just bullshit, right? I say this a lot about fears, they're just bullshit. I realized that I was already doing it and I could do it all myself. And when I truly started living like that, truly started prioritizing myself, putting myself first, making good decisions for myself and not for anybody else, that is when that relationship finally broke. That is when the universe kind of stepped in and cut those ties that needed to be cut. And let me tell you, we both needed it. And I'm so grateful it happened because. It was so necessary. I say all of this to say that codependence will get in the way of any kind of growth, healing, recovering that you are trying to do. It will hinder your recovery. It will stunt your growth. And if you think you'll be able to grow to your highest potential while you're in a codependent relationship. You're in for a rude awakening. It's probably not going to happen. But this is exactly what codependency does. It clouds your judgment. You're delusional. You think, really, that you cannot live without that other person. You become so enmeshed with each other, essentially becoming just one life, that it becomes normal for you to think that that's what life should be. And you make all these types of excuses and justifications as to why you have to stay in that relationship. Just like anything else, if your desire to heal and to truly recover is stronger than whatever fear you are trying to cover up, then I really think that it will take care of itself. But if you were riding that bus, like I was riding for so long, just kind of looking out the window, Riding along that dysfunctional journey of codependency, seeing where it takes you, it's probably going to end in some traumatic, dramatic way. But if you start truly de- making decisions for yourself, making good decisions for yourself, I really do think that it will work itself out. Because in order to actually grow and to heal and to recover, you have to strip away all of those things that you are using as a comfort blankets And you have to address all the fears that you have, no matter how difficult, because the right thing to do is always the hardest thing to do. And part of making those good decisions for yourself and nobody else is doing it alone, putting your peace of mind at the forefront. As long as you're doing that, I think you'll be okay. I remember one day somebody looked at me and asked me this question. What are you getting out of this relationship? Like, what do you get from that person? I was stumped. I could not answer that question in any positive way whatsoever. And this is why I say to a lot of people, when you're creating boundaries with people, ask yourself this question. What are you getting from that relationship? truthfully answer that question to yourself because if you really want to embark on this recovery and healing journey for yourself you're gonna have to do some of this stuff by yourself you're gonna have to change and grow with yourself and without anybody else at some point point. and what happens then truly if that relationship is as strong as you think it is and truly as supportive as you think it is then there should be no problems, right? At the end, I used to sit in my bathroom and cry, sobbing, thinking to myself, how did I get here? Is this my life now? Is this real life? How the fuck did I get here? That was then, and today I am in such a different place. This is now, I am basking in my aloneness. (laughs) I love being alone. And I really do think that a huge reason as to why I enjoy spending most of my time alone is because of all the shit that I've been through in that codependent relationship. And I say all of this to say that it's nobody's fault. We were doing our best in any given day. Neither one of us knew what the hell was going on. Neither one of us knew how to do anything. Never mind take care of ourselves, trying to take care of another person it was just doomed from the very beginning. I think about those days and I, it just feels like a completely different lifetime. My entire past feels like a completely different lifetime. It's insanity, it's really crazy. But if you are in a current codependent relationship that you have fear around stepping away from or you're not quite sure what your future's going to look like, because you're scared to break that tie, or if you're scared to be alone, or if you're thinking that you really cannot survive or live without that other person, you're probably doing it right now. You're probably doing a hell of a lot more than you think you're doing. And you need to give yourself more credit because you're a hell of a lot stronger than you think you are. So that's it. That's all that I have to say about codependency for today. I hope it made sense. Thank you so much for listening to the Hope Chase today. Don't forget to leave a rating and a review from whatever podcast platform you are listening from. Also, you can donate and help support this podcast. Just click the support this podcast from the description box on the platform you are listening from. It'll take you right to the website. Also, there's PayPal and buy me a coffee links forever and always in my Instagram bio. I thank you in advance to anyone who feels called to help out in that way. Don't forget to follow along on all the social medias at the Hope Chase Pod, on all the things, the Facebooks, the Instagrams. I'm mostly active on Instagram, the Twitters, the threads, TikToks. Also on YouTube at the Hope Chase over there. And as always, message me on Instagram anytime you have any topic suggestions. I love to hear what you want me to talk about. So thank you so much again for joining The Hope Chase today. This is The Hope Chase Podcast. I am Angie and welcome to The Shit Show. See you next time.